welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, for commenting below on the show, like a lot of you have. For those of you who have subscribed, followed on the, the social media sites, I really appreciate it. I talked about a little bit about that yesterday and how important that is to help get the show to spread and get new people to listen. So I really appreciate all of you guys who've done that and thank you for in advance for those who are gonna do that in the future. If you'd like to follow me on all those sites, you can simply click the link below or you can just go click on the social media site of where you're listening to this because we live stream the show on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and we're on YouTube as well. We release it earlier on YouTube. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com been having some great conversations, some pushback, some discussions about the Costco saga, which has kind of taken a dip, which is, I mean a pause, I should say, not a dip, a pause, which is unfortunate because it gives me show material, and then I have to just go do uh, more research instead of just rely on Costco's bad customer service in the shipping department. Uh, we are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Com, put in HTBT in the memo field and you'll get one of those great mugs that I show so often, just not right now. Uh, it's 15 ounces, it says HGBT, how to build a tent on it. You get that for free when you subscribe to all of the great content that the network is putting out. And most of all, you're supporting us as we are proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. I've been hearing a lot from newer listeners you guys are welcome here. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you guys started listening. And also for those that have been listening since the very beginning, we're coming up on one year strong on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. I really appreciate you guys. And I just love the journey that we've gone on together. I even had somebody who I was talking with. They were going for a promotion. They didn't get it. And some things happened and he uh, came, he emailed me back like at least five, maybe five or six months later and told me what he did, how he had a plan. He went in, laid out every single thing that he did and he ended up getting the next promotion up. And I just love hearing those stories. I love seeing how you guys are growing and becoming successful in a very practical way, right? Of climbing up the ladder, getting that next promotion, that next raise. That stuff makes me so excited and I just, why I love hearing doing the show is because I get to hear and be part of your guys' lives as well. Uh, some of you have been reaching out to me as, about uh, getting together in Orlando. I'm glad that there's a Central Florida people listening. If there's any more of you guys out there who would be interested in getting together for a night, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe grab a beer, maybe coffee, maybe get dinner or something. I don't know. We'll see. I still need to uh, figure that out because I'm still settling down for my move. I'd love to hear from you about that if you'd be interested. Um, that would be great. All right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was the Supreme Court, which was really concerning. They came out with a few rulings today. One of the rulings that they came up, came, came out with, I should say, or released today, was that they decided that the federal courts could not rule on gerrymandering laws, which is like redistricting and you know, the parties do it to give themselves more favorable advantages to keep seats. But what was so shocking to me was that the courts are determining what they can and can't do. 
which kind of flies in the face of checks and balances of what our system of government was all about, right? We were created. We didn't trust one branch of government, so we needed checks and balances. And I bring that up on this podcast about being successful is we need to be very cautious about that because we, having a country ruled by a select group of people, judiciaries, anyone with a black robe, or anyone really, but specifically in our case, these people have lifetime appointments. And if they are able to determine what they can and can't rule on, we're in big trouble. And there is a big threat down the line that's gonna keep us from being successful um, in the future. If we go down this route where the judiciary just has the final say on everything. If you remember back in the constitutional days, um, when the Constitution was written, the job of the, the federal court was to determine what was constitutional and what wasn't. That was it. They weren't supposed to write legislation, create laws, quote unquote, do anything of the sort, but somehow they've acquired that power over time with a lot of different rulings and things like that, um, which is something to keep, a mo- keep an eye on because that is gonna be a threat to our success. Man, I just went outside to take the trash out and I feel like I just got bit by mosquitoes, which I haven't been bit by any mosquitoes lately. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Maybe the trash smell made them hungry for me. Anyways, oh, it's itchy. <clears throat> All right, second, second thing is I, I already said that this, I said thanks for everyone uh, commenting and subscribing on YouTube specifically. I asked you guys specifically to subscribe, go down to the link, even if you don't usually use it or watch it. It just helps us get our profile growing and trending. So thank you for all of those people who've done that. Uh, I really appreciate that. And along the political lines, I just kind of, a curious thing I was thinking about today, I'm recording this right during the second Democrat primary debates, which is between Biden and Bernie Sanders. And doesn't it just kind of seem like the Democrat party is setting Biden up for like this clean ride to um, to face off against Trump. And just like th- looking at how they're organizing these debates, they have all of the people in the first debate except for one other person. And then that other person uh, is like, known for getting elections stolen from him. I mean, it looks like they're setting it up this, for the same exact thing that's going to happen that happened to Hillary or that Hillary Clinton did to Bernie Sanders last time around. It looks like the Democrat Party is sending Bernie up for the exact same thing, which is gonna be really interesting to see how the Bernie supporters uh, react to that if that does happen. I'm not saying that does happen, but it just kind of seems like it, right? But Biden gets all this favorable coverage, doesn't really have to get into the fight. Goes to these debates, he only has to talk with Bernie and all the other candidates are fighting each other. Like I understand splitting it up into two, but shouldn't it be kind of like 50-50, like the top five or the you know, something like that? Um, I thought it was done horribly with the Republicans, but man, uh, how they're doing it right now is something that I think is kind of crazy. There's something, oh, I was on Twitter and there was something that was really interesting that I honestly did not even know. I wanted to, I took a screenshot of it. Let me pull that up right now. And it was a Katie uh, Palvovich. She is uh, one smart lady. She's a commentator on politics. 
they were talking about how even though the United States isn't in the Paris Climate Agreement or what, whatever it's called, they still are the largest, we are the country with the largest reductions in CO2 emissions. According to a 2017 study by BP Statistical Review of World Energy, in June 2018 it came out, it was for a 2017 study, USA was by far the biggest reducer followed by Ukraine, Mexico, United Kingdom, South Africa. And then the largest, uh, and in fact, the increase, they were increasing was China, India, Turkey were the bottom three. But I find that absolutely fascinating for this reason alone, is why do people care if the United States are in this agreement so much? If we are the ones leading by far, and it should, by according to the study we are, we are the ones leading the world by reducing the CO2 emissions, even if they don't, don't do anything, I'm not sure they do. Um, why do they care if we're in it, if we're doing it far better than anyone else is? And this, is, I think, is a great lesson for us to remember that people will try to force you into contracts that are not favorable for yourself. This Parrot Climate Agreement is a contract, right, where a country is entering an agreement with other countries, the UN or whatever, too in business, in our personal lives, people are always going to rush you into reading a contract. And we have a habit of not reading the contract, not fully understanding it, thinking that people have goodwill. And we don't really second guess, we don't really question what a lot of the agreements that we are entering into are binding us to and making us be accountable to and um, having penalties threatened against us and for remedies against breaking these contracts. And I think it's important for us to remember that we need to be diligent about reading the contractual obligations that we are entering into, especially if we have a business and I guess especially personally for your own finances. It might take some extra time, it might take some extra work, but if you think about it, doesn't that always save you in the long run when you're doing things right, when you don't just brush things off and just check the boxes, but you really read through and think through what you're entering into an agreement? Because it could be just like the United States where the reason that these other countries want them in there is not because they want them to reduce more. We're already leading the world in it. So there's some ulterior motive here. And I'll, let, I'll leave that to you guys to speculate on what it is. But I thought, you know what, good job. If you know, if it is true, CO2 emissions are really causing global warming, which I don't believe the science is there yet to see it, then good for us for leading the way on that. Project Veritas. Now, these are like one of the few news, true news organizations still out there. They're doing undercover videos. They did the undercover Planned Parenthood videos and they've done a bunch of other videos as well. They just released the one about Google that they're going to make sure that Trump doesn't win election again next year, which man, that is totally blowing up in their face. And they had this tweet where it says, number one, YouTube bans Pinterest investigation. Number two, Twitter suspends Veritas for Pinterest story. Three, Reddit bans Project Veritas. Four, YouTube bans Google investigation. Five, Vimo removes Vimo, removes Project Veritas account. Do you think big tech is working together? And the answer is absolutely yes. Just like the montage of all of the reporters, you'll see, I think Jimmy Fallon, not Jimmy Fallon, um, um, Jimmy Kimmel. 
Jimmy Kimmel would do these on his show. I haven't listened to his show in a long time, but they would do the clips where they would put together all the different news sites and they would say the exact same thing with the exact same words, the exact same phrase. And it would be all across the country, like 40 different news anchors, commentators would say the exact same thing in the exact same way with the exact same vocabulary. And it's like, do you think they're all in on it together? Do you think they're all getting a talking script of what to say? They're just talking heads. They're just repeating what they're being told to say. And this is the danger and the power of the liberals of the social mindset, the socialist mindset. They group think, they think together, they do things together. And this is obvious of this as well with the social media sites. And it's just absolutely fascinating. Twitter's coming out with a new policy where they're going against public officials. They're going to, and they kind of admit they're shadow banning in that and that their algorithms are going to keep what would typically be something that becomes trending from trending. It's very um, Orwellian to say the least. Now it's not our government doing it, but it's big tech and these big companies that are taking the place and actually as powerful as the government is in far as regulating speech in America because the government doesn't regulate speech in America. So from a regulation of speech perspective, the social media sites are far more powerful than the government is, which couldn't be scary in a way. But there is one card to be played. And I hear, and this is so frustrating, I hear a lot of different commentators, political commentators talk about what needs to be done to rein this in. It's so clear what needs to be done. We've talked about it before. Other people have talked about it before, but somehow this isn't taken seriously. It's you take away the social media sites status of being sued. You treat them as publishers. They are people publishing content. They're choosing what to publish, choosing what not to publish. They're not these platforms that are um, arbitrary, or what's the word for it? Not arbitrary, that's the wrong word for it. That they're just hands off and just letting people post, they're not responsible for themselves for what's being posted on. No, they are acting as publishers. They're choosing what gets to be promoted and what doesn't, what gets to be buried and what gets to be promoted. All the government has to do is take that platform status away from them. It's so easy. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. I don't know why there isn't just this united push for this. We don't need to change the laws. We don't need to add more regulations. We don't need to add more restrictions. We don't need the government to get involved. We just need the government to enforce the rules we already have. If the New York Times is considered a publisher, so should Twitter be because they have chosen to filter, to moderate, to ban, to promote, to exclude ideas from the public square. So they should be held accountable for what is said and what isn't said on there. And we'll see how fast they change. Because I guarantee you, just like how no sane business person, when they start growing their company, stays a sole proprietor, they get the LLC, they get the escort because they don't want to get sued. You're going to see how fast these companies change their tune because they don't want to get sued anymore because it'll be the end of the companies. If they have to be held accountable for what millions and millions of people say, they're going to be losing really quickly to the people that own the shares of the company, the stakeholders, the shareholders. They're going to make them change their tune really quick. So that is the solution. I mean, one of the solutions, I should say. I mean, I don't want Marcus to make another episode about how we need another Christian platform. Yeah, of course we do. 
Um, but that's the solution to slaying the giant, is we make them accountable for what they are publishing. If they are going to choose, if they are going to be in the middle and moderate and edit and be this kind of um, publisher, then they need to be held accountable as such as well. And that will do it. Now, a few stories that touch back up on this is a, one of the advantages of being doing this for a couple or a year now or almost a year is we can see stories that we've covered mature. We remember you we were talking about the publicity of Taco Bell create, renting out a hotel and how there's these weddings at the hotel. Well, apparently Taco Bell, they sold out in two minutes. They had their new hotel out where they took over hotel, they made it all Taco Bell stuff. The tickets went on sale and they sold out in two minutes. Thinking outside the box, thinking outside of the bell, or in this case, outside of just doing their typical business model, they were able to make money. And those weddings, again, weddings cost a pretty penny. For those of you who are married, you know what I'm talking about. Another story is the FAA has uncovered another problem with that 30, 737 that Boeing has. And I wonder, for those of you who did reach out to me before, we had a little pushback saying that uh, I was saying the CEO needs to resign because of the um, just the poor handling of the whole 737, how they pushed it through and they were they were not double checking and being absolutely safe and it looks like they were covering up things and now there's another problem and now again like i think uh, southwest delayed or suspended all their 737s which i think a majority of southwest fleet was at um so boeing's going to be hurting in the stock market as well and i wonder for those of you who don't think that it was boeing's fault do you guys still think the same thing i'd love to hear from you if you do think it is the same if you think that the ceo wasn't in the wrong or the company the company as a whole wasn't in the wrong and the ceo shouldn't be held accountable i'd love to hear from you about that as well um so that's the recap of how to build a tent and the, some of the articles we've talked about today and then it's a little more of a political but it's um it's important to talk about politics too in the in the context of success because politics will make us more successful or not and just look at other countries with their um, tight grip on business on the economy and how successful they are being compared to countries that are more freer so it's just as important we need to be well-rounded individuals striving for success together we can't just be one track minded people we have to be um, eyes up and aware of our surroundings now let's go out and be successful together god bless